Weird. We're never going to get through this. We're never going to get through this. <laughs> All right. Let's try. My front door. Do you need to get it? Jim, do you need to answer uh, the door? We're in the middle of the podcast, Jim. I know. We're not answering the door. What's up, everyone? And welcome to the Local Marketing Lab, where you get real-world insights from industry pros to help you drive local revenue and local growth. This podcast is brought to you by Evocalize digital marketing tools powered by local data that automatically work where and when your locations need it most. Learn more at evocalize.com. What's up, everybody? And thank you for joining us today in the Local Marketing Lab. Today with us, we have Jim Taylor. Jim is the uh, founder of Benchmark 60. They do consulting within the restaurant space, as well as he has a podcast called Turning the Table with Chef Adam Lamb, in which they they talk about different uh, different topics within the restaurant industry. Uh, Jim, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Justin. Appreciate it. You bet. Hey, before we get started, uh, we know that you're at least I know that you're a, an avid golfer and you like to to take long walks on the beach with your morning coffee. But what are some other things that uh, that you might want us to know about you? Well, yeah, golf. I have long walks on the golf course, long walks on the beach. Um, <laughs> you know. Big fan of just spending time with family and, you know, getting into nature and stuff and doing that. Um, also a huge fan of the restaurant industry and just trying to find ways to move it forward and, you know, try new things and look through a new lens. So appreciate the opportunity to come chat with you. You bet. You bet. So, you know, we've, we've actually uh, been following you and working with you for a while on your Turning the Table podcast. What, what is it that kind of, you know, prompted you and Adam to create that show? Honestly, at first it was just a, we just wanted to be able to have real conversation with people who are kind of like really in the mix in the restaurant space, right? Like what was really happening day to day? What was really, you know, what were the real pain points and the challenges that people were having to just have good discussion with, with, you know, experts in the industry. And it's really turned into something more than that now around, you know, really trying to provide actionable insights. We do it every Thursday. So the goal is to try to have actionable insights that people can actually implement in the restaurant, like this weekend kind of thing. So it's been a, it's been a lot of fun. Well, and then on the other side of the house, so you have uh, benchmark 60. Tell us a little bit about that, uh, that organization. Yeah. So benchmark 60 is a really specific, very niche um, consulting agency. And we work with restaurant operators, owners, you know, that type of thing in uh, across North America and, and into a little bit of Europe, specifically on two things. We help operators understand how the concept of overall productivity affects their business model so that they can basically negate rising costs without increasing prices more than they want to. The second piece is we help them understand how employee workload affects mental health, team well-being, and from a data perspective, how they can measure that and actually improve the business and profitability through that strategy. So it's really, really specific. We don't do menu engineering. We don't do management training. We don't do location sourcing or concept or any other stuff. Just very specifically helping the industry work through a couple of big challenges. Very interesting. What are what do you think are some um, maybe a, a unique challenge or maybe something cool that, that you've seen one of your clients do from a, a marketing or even a local marketing perspective? Well, the... the we were talking about this before we came on the show and um, there's a group called Big Shots Golf. Um, TJ Shear is the COO. We actually talked to him on the, on the podcast the other day. <clears throat> Shout out to TJ. He was talking to me about, and I think this is so relevant just in the industry right now in general, about 
focusing really specifically on the markets that they exist in and doing everything they can to just drive traffic. Right. And, you know, I think that a lot of restaurants spend time on running promotions or doing giving discounts or, you know, running happy hour, all these different things. And it was really refreshing to hear a big group like that. That's just really laser focused on individual markets. Very interesting. Yeah. They, have you, have you seen anything that they've tried to do? Just like from a promo standpoint or anything that's really worked well for their business? Yeah, what they're doing is mostly focusing on um, really quality in terms of, I mean, and this might sound very generic, but they're really focusing on just being the absolute best when it comes to food and, and beverage and service in their market segment. Um, not worrying so much about what the big player next door does, not worrying so much about you know what the the discounting or, you know, that game that a lot of restaurants get into, they're just focusing on making sure that they uh, deliver really, really quality food and beverage, which for anybody who doesn't know about that company, they're uh, similar to the one that everybody's heard about called Top Golf. So their actual sports entertainment with dining uh, on site. And so they're, they're really trying to make sure that all of their marketing and their word of mouth and their, you know, everything that they do is focused around incredibly high quality service and food which might not be as common in a sports in, um, environment like that. Yeah, that makes total sense. They, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, we don't have one near us, but I've definitely seen them online and it looks like mm-hmm. it's, a, it's an absolute blast. I love going to those places. Oh yeah. One of the, one of the, uh, one of the things that, that I like to do, we go like, we'll do a group date night or whatever. And, you know, you get somebody up at the green, just, swinging while somebody else is just activating the balls and getting them rolling out and you get like sparks flying off the green and oh man it's a ton of fun that's what you oh, do yeah. for terrible at golf <laughs> fair enough well and those, those things are coming to the forefront right there's there's basketball and soccer and pickleball and golf and i mean there's all yeah. kinds of sports coming to the forefront in that sort of activity space now so yeah they're doing some good stuff yeah super exciting um so jim we've had conversations before and i know that that You've told me about, we've talked a little bit about promos and how, you know, a lot of times restaurants will just run the same promo that they've always run, like call it like wing, wing Wednesday or whatever it might be. Um, but you know, they, they're not necessarily paying attention to maybe the, the, the loss that they're seeing from a, a profitability perspective when they're, when they're pushing these items that are just so, um, low margin or high cost. What, what is something that, that you've seen? one of your clients do that's kind of outside of the norm from what you'd expect from, from a promotion like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, wing night is a very common thing in restaurants, right? And, and it's changed a lot. We don't have to go down this rabbit hole right now, but it's changed a lot just based on the cost of chicken wings. I mean, they're not cheap anymore, right? So to run a promotion on them could be a really uh, dangerous thing. But the one that we've seen that's, that's mo- the most outside the box and, and creative and just a little bit different is this concept of, of having a night or a couple nights a week even that you're doing your whole wine list at 50% off, which, you know, a lot of times op- restaurant operators get concerned about their prime costs or their cost of goods, right? And if I charge 50% of the price for a bottle of wine that already has low margin, that can get a little bit scary. But the interesting thing that we see happen in every single scenario where someone runs this 50% off wine promotion is that, your customer that likes wine, they always like a certain type of wine or a certain price point of wine, mm-hmm. right? So if I'm a $50 wine bottle customer or a $30 wine bottle customer, 
what we find happens is that even when the wine is 50% off, I still, instead of ordering a $3 beer instead of a $7 beer, I still order a $50 bottle of wine. Now I'm just upgrading to a better bottle of wine. So instead of getting a $50 bottle of wine, I'm actually getting a $100 bottle of wine, which now maybe I'm upgrading my price level. So what we find that happens in those scenarios is the customer count increases, which is obviously a win based on the promotion, but the customer spend doesn't decrease, which often happens in happy hour promotions. So wine, the 50% off wine promotion that we see happening in a lot of our clients' restaurants is a home run every time. Now, have you have, have you had good experiences around, say, uh, happy hour? Uh, not a lot, no. Uh, so there's a lot of examples I could give you, but I think you're hinting at maybe a little bit of the story I was telling you before we came on. That's right. So happy hour. I mean, we tell our customers and our clients this every all the time. Customer count is everything. Don't worry too much about, and you know, contrary to what I just said about the the wine. Um, spend piece. Try not to worry when you're running a promotion too much about what the customer is spending. That line one is just a unique win. We had a situation or an example happened literally yesterday. Walking on the seawall in downtown Vancouver, British Columbia, uh, for those who don't know, in Western Canada, with my wife and our daughter and our dog. And there was a dog-friendly patio, and it was happy hour. And we had about eight minutes before happy hour was going to be over. So we run up and, hey, we'd like to sit on the patio. We'd like to bring our dog. We'd like to get in there for a happy hour drink. And by the time they actually got organized, it was now 4.58. So still not past the time, but the manager came over and said, I'm sorry, I can't sell you happy hour drinks anymore. And we went, but it's 4.58 and your sign that's right here says five o'clock. And he said, well, you have to take into consideration how long it takes to make those drinks. And we said, well, can we order you order from right now before we sit down we know what we would like he said no we can't do that your server has to do it we said okay well can we just run over to the table and order quickly because we just like to catch happy hour and he said i'm sorry i can't i can't allow you to have happy hour anymore so we went somewhere else and i think the the moral of the story on that and we talk to clients with this all the time is in the restaurant business traffic is everything and so instead of staying there and ordering you know, drinks that were $2 off. It wasn't about the price, but the concept of happy hour. We probably would have spent another 30 40 $50 and stuck around and have good experience. Instead, the way the interaction went, and it was kind of a principal thing, right? Well, you're advertising at 5 o'clock and you're not allowing us to do this. We went somewhere else and spent our money elsewhere. So it, it's really one of those things that if you're going to run a promotion, make sure that you capitalize on, on customer count and traffic as much as you possibly can or it's just getting harder. Yeah, I saw. Um, I just saw this yesterday, actually, on uh, Sean Walshev's podcast. He had uh, John Tafferon talking about, mm-hmm. you know, how restaurants are in the reaction business, and to think of the the reaction that that you had as a result from, you know, their inability to provide great service. Uh, it's just flooring, you know, especially in in today's day and age, like you, like people vote with their dollars. They're going to go where they can get the best experience period. So it's really interesting to see, you know, even now folks providing, um, that level of, I'd say disservice to, to just totally because we spend so much time with restaurant operators on this. I think about it and start to break down the business model side of it. Right. So if you think about, okay, if they had just said, yes, mm-hmm. sit us down, even if it's five and five, you know what, we'll honor the happy hour thing. Cause it's about principle of that. We would have spent $50, $60, $100. If we spent $60, 
the, app, the, the minimum wage in Vancouver is just over $16 an hour. It's expensive. If we spent 60 bucks, we basically just paid for your whole service team to work for an hour. Mm-hmm. A good point. Right? Instead, you get zero of that $60. You don't get any new customer. And now your labor costs went up dramatically for that one hour. And your right, so kind of marketing, your exactly. marketing spend went down as well. Your return on your spend for marketing, your costs, you know, your marketing cost. The only thing that you won on was that your cost of goods didn't shoot up a little tiny bit because you didn't sell half of your content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're yeah. right. And the marketing spend, all of those things, even if you consider the marketing spend just to be the sandwich board sign that was right next to the front edges. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. From I mean, when we talk, when we talk local marketing, it's not just, you know, uh, pushing marketing across digital channels. It's every, every little touch point that you have where folks interact with your business and, and your brand, you know, uh, all of those, all of the interactions that they have kind of uh, amalgamate up into their experience with your organization. And that is their perception of your brand. Absolutely. Jim, you worked with quite a few organizations as being that you're in the consulting business. Is there, is there anyone that, that you've seen that has kind of stuck out in what they're doing? You know, it could be from a local marketing perspective or just from marketing overall, if they're doing cooler, exciting things. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's lots of examples, I think. And, and although this one that we'll talk about is, hasn't been a client of Benchmark 60s yet. Um, oh. Jeff, if you, if you hear this, Maybe they will be one day. Yeah, uh, for, for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the whole the whole concept at WowBow um, and Jeff Alexander is the president and CEO of that group. Uh, we we also had him on our podcast a few weeks ago. And that's a really good conversation. Um, you know, the thing that I admire about what they're doing from a marketing and in general uh, perspective, but really what their marketing is doing from a branding. Uh, perspective, they're just relentless in every market they exist in, in every vertical they exist in, whether it's packaged goods in grocery stores, whether it's brick and mortar, whether it's airport or sporting, you know, stadium um, spaces, they're just relentless. And, you know, from a really local level, uh, he told me a story on the podcast that day about how they would just do everything they could to get everyone in the community to recognize that their food was good and then their hospitality was good. And they would just, you know, if a new business moved in down the street, for example, mm-hmm. they would, for the first two or three days that that business was open, they were taking the lunch. Nobody was ordering anything. They were just making some food and taking it over and saying, well, under the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's just very grassroots marketing, but it, it makes a big difference. Right. Because now if I'm shopping at that store they're gonna, and I say, Hey, is there anywhere good for lunch around here? They're automatically sending me. That's right. Right. So I think they're just, whether it's the digital side of things, the marketing, you know, traditional marketing side of things, or just the grassroots hospitality side, they're just relentless. I think at every level. Yeah. We've seen them. Yeah. They're, they're, they're all over right now for sure. We see, I mean, just on social media, you see articles and videos and, you know, just all sorts of posts about what I was doing. So Mm -hmm. very cool. Yeah. Um, That's a great, that's a great shout out. Jim, if you had one suggestion for uh, a business to market locally, effectively, what's one thing they could do today to drive business or drive growth of their locations? I think the, I mean, my recommendation would be to, well, this is both a don't do and a maybe and a do do. I think the, the, my recommendation would be to 
first and foremost, make sure that whatever it is that you're doing, if you're spending money doing it, whether that's giving away product or advertising on something or whatever it might be, just make sure that whatever it is you're doing is driving traffic. Mm, because sometimes advertising in the restaurant space and marketing in the restaurant space can do other things like reduce customer spend, like happy hour, or it can make your team have to work harder to sell less, right? In those types of scenarios. But whatever it's doing, as long as it's driving traffic, that's what I would recommend that they do. So if that's dropping food off at the retail outlet next door, so they recommend you, awesome. If that's spending money on, you know, concepts like what a vocalized does to drive specific item sales or traffic to specific locations, just make sure that whatever it is, that that should be the key performance indicator. Yeah, focus on driving the traffic. And then because once they get there, you're going to be able to provide an exceptional customer experience um, to get them to come back. And then we did, a, uh, we did a pretty cool um, webinar a couple of weeks back with Zach Goats from Ovation. Uh, he was on talking, we were talking about the growth flywheel and and once you bring them in, it's like you've done the hard work, like you spent the money to bring them in. So now you have to uh, ensure that they're having a, a solid customer experience. And then you increase loyalty and start to get them to come back and build look like audiences and stuff around that. Um, that's a that's a good suggestion. Um, OK, Jim. So one thing that we like to do uh, for our guests is we like to find out a little bit about them before the call. And then we and then we. Lean on our our uh, trusty AI to help generate a, a fun image about you. So, like, Jim, we know that you like as we mentioned earlier, you like your long walks on the beach with your morning coffee, uh, and you know where you may not tote your golf clubs around uh, with you along the way. You love to golf, but here's something that we had uh, we we had created. I thought it was, it's pretty interesting. Like the things that you can get uh, AI to come up with. It's not an exact likeness of Jim Taylor, but it's pretty dang close. <laughs> and it looks it's like, like I'm sitting in a bunker on a golf course. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part. It may not be yeah. you're, you're stuck in the beach, but you're not jumping uh, <laughs> the beach like you might like to. But oh, um, that's so great. Know. That's great. Uh, I love the hat, which is the best part. The hat, that's right. That took yeah. a little bit of extra finesse uh, in post. Fair enough. <laughs> We'll get you. We'll get you that image uh, over to you. That's yours. It's unique. No one in the world has this image but you, Jim. It's like an NFT of Jim Taylor. That's right. <laughs> an NFT with zero value. You can turn it into an NFT. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Jim, we had a, a blast having you on. Before we let you go, though, why don't you tell us how we can follow you? Sure. Um, best place is, is either on the podcast or uh, on LinkedIn. Um, spend a lot of time on there. Try to spend. I kind of have a rule in, when it comes to business and, and I guess life in general, but never say no to a conversation. Um, so the best way to get a hold of me is is Jim Taylor on LinkedIn, and, and let's connect and chat. I just you know really want to find ways to help the industry move forward. And I don't think we call it recover anymore, but just you know look at things differently for the future. So that's the best way. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Uh, and and like he mentioned, his podcast, the Turning the Table uh, podcast, is also on LinkedIn. So follow that; uh, it's great. You know, uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm kind of biased because I've participated with you guys on some stuff, but it, you guys have some really good content and really unique uh, perspectives and insights. So uh, definitely so worth a listen there. Appreciate it. Well, you bet. Well, thanks again, Jim, for joining. It was a lot of fun having you on the show, and thank you for listening as well and joining us in the local marketing lab. As always, thanks for joining us in the local marketing lab.
This podcast was sponsored by Evocalize. To learn more about how Evocalize can help you grow your business, visit evocalize.com. If you learned something from today's episode, don't forget to subscribe in your favorite podcast platform and follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook at Evocalize. That's E-V-O-C-A-L-I-Z-E. And on X at Evocalize Inc. And remember, keep innovating and testing new things. You'll never know what connects with your customers best unless you try. Until next time, thanks for listening.